We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. She is Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is Brunch Culture, your weekly show where everything is up for discussion. And we back, y'all. Yes. And I'm so sorry I've been in my A um tardy for the party. It's all it? good. You uh because I've been trying to plan this event we're having of my nonprofit and You're doing I big have things, been, Lisa. Yeah. Everybody understands you out here changing lives. You are the I'm reason sure. that the altars at these churches are gonna be filled with people with some sense. Not just people <laughs> that's like hoping to get some sense. Like the people already have the sense and they're gonna you be know, in there. I'm fighting against spooky Jesus out here. <laughs> in this world. <laughs> <laughs> the spook is on. And the I'm spook is real. You know, I don't wanna well, I don't wanna say that I'm fighting against Jesus because I'm fighting for him and with him, but this this counterfeit stuff is out here and I'm scared of it. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of it. So, you know. <sighs> Some people think I'm blowing up. I don't know if I'm blowing up or blowing away. <laughs> Uh, they don't feel the same, right? <laughs> just trying to keep my mental right for this grind, because you know, you know, people talk about like grinding and working, but they don't necessarily be talking about grinding and their mental. Right, right. People ain't yeah. people ain't out here trying to do like real, real work, mental work. People just want to do the, they want to do the, the work that's gonna get them some money. They don't want to do the work that's going to sustain them to continue to get that money. They ain't the type of work they want to do. Yeah. They and just, if you don't work on the mental, then that money ain't going to help at all. At all. Because there's a lot of rich, crazy people. We see. Nicki them. Minaj might be one. I don't. Yeah. Just, you know, there's, there's, there's an elevator. And it might be going up and it just keep going up. But it's like a ceiling that's right there. And they don't understand. Yeah. And they keep like. Knocking. In the words of my grandma, one French fry short of a happy meal. Right. And I, in the words of my dear cousin, crazy, don't know they're crazy. <laughs> crazy, don't know they're crazy. Oh, gosh. And then Siri, I'm sorry. Siri just starts to respond to my conversation. See, because she knew Nikki. She's she's a Nikki fan. And she's like, I wouldn't be surprised. Nikki, yeah. She, cause she with Apple, you know, this Apple. That's oh yeah, cause Apple she got the whole Queen team. Radio thing. Yeah, yeah. Spotify is ruining. That's why she went number one. Let that that and uh, a baby Stormy, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> she going off on. When she mentioned the baby's name, I was like, "Yo, you mad at the baby though?" Like, cause I guess Kylie Jenner. Apparently, she said that uh, the. Billboard is counting Travis Scott sales of shirts as album sales. I don't I don't know what that's about. I don't even know what that means. I was like, it just seems weird. That, but, I don't I don't think that's the case. But she tweeted that like Kylie Jenner posted that her and Baby Stormy are gonna be at some concert and so people went out and bought concert tickets but i guess they got a t-shirt but the t-shirts counted like an album it was real weird but it was just kind of like yo the fact that you mad at the baby that's just like like let the baby do what the baby but does people use even if they were if they got an album people use all kind of gimmicks to sell their album it's all that kinds. doesn't mean that's... it wasn't legitimate for the album to count, it just means that they had a marketing strategy that worked for them. That's how the game works. That is it. Everybody's doing creative. Remember, uh, was it Jay-Z? He did like the deal with, was it uh, Samsung Sprint. or Sprint or something like that? And he sold a million records like before it even came out. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it worked. Like everybody is using. I and she say would everybody. think that's genius. Yeah. But- but it's like you didn't get that opportunity, so now you're mad. It's like, well, his girlfriend tweeted because she knew that Queen was gonna be the number one album. It's like, well, I mean, whatever you gotta do, like that's that's his household, like they're together, yo. Like 
They trying to. You got millions of fans on social media, so you have a fan base too. Yo, somebody only a hundred thousand decided to purchase your album. That sounds like you need to connect more with the people that already follow you to see if they would purchase your album. Because and buy your tickets to your concert, or just download the stream. I think that's the thing that's a little like, all right, people. Not a lot of people are going out to buy albums. I mean, I still do think like if you got like hundreds of millions of followers or something like that, you still should be able to get, you know, at least like 500,000 of them to go buy the album. But if you can't, cool. At least let them download. Because I think it's like what, like three downloads that equals one purchase. It's the equivalent to one purchase. I think the rules are something like that. So I actually saw somebody on um, social media posts. I think it was like Facebook that post that, hey, I think this speaks to a bigger issue, though, because if you're doing all this hooting and hollering about how your album was number two and somebody knocked you off, but you got hundreds of millions of followers like and they I'm pretty sure most of those people have a streaming service. That means they're not even clicking the download button enough like. That's kind of like the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the easiest thing. So if you want to blame somebody else, maybe you should be pointing a finger at them because enough of them not clicking the download button, yo. Like, and it's on their phone. Like, they have it. Did she advertise it enough or did she drop an album like Beyonce? No, 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 no. She definitely didn't. She, no, she she can't drop an album like Beyonce. Now, she, you know, she big, but she can't do. She advertised it. She said it was going to come out on like, I think it was the 17th. Or no, she said it was gonna. Yeah, she said it was gonna come out one day, <clears throat> like the following week. Like she pushed it back, but then she was like, she had a surprise for people, and it was supposed to be Queen Radio. But then when she released Queen Radio, she also released the album too. So I think she was trying to do that whole like surprise album, but not really a surprise album. But if the album does really good, I can say like, oh, I did a surprise album, like. All the other, like the great, is not nah. It's just you're not doing it. It's okay though. I, she she over, um, she just her high hopes were too high. She didn't realize the market, and I think that's a lot of people now. Yeah, they just haven't adjusted to the market. Yeah, and it's ever changing. And in fairness to 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 artists though, it is ever changing. Like yeah, like every month, not right. even every year. Right. You gotta get adjusted. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it is really, what they say, if you don't have, you can have a, look, Cardi B's album came out in wet May, and she's already talking about putting another album out in the fall because people are like, yo, you need m- new music. Her album just came out in May. Like, we're yeah, not even you all can't the wait way two through years no more. You, yeah. It's like, yo, people, uh, people used will to forget about you. Completely forget about you and don't care. And I, yeah yeah that adjustment is crucial because even social media like uh facebook is not even highlighting a lot of your stuff so i see like i used to get concerned about like man my stuff ain't even being viewed but then i go to like somebody like Didi's page or report tv and see they got like a thousand views and a million followers because it's like they it's pay to play Right. That's... So you really have to be strategic in, you know, because even if it doesn't matter how many followers you got now, they don't. they'll restrict it. Yep. So that is it. It's interesting. I was thinking about that with like uh, Instagrams. I, I used to like to breeze through stories. Like even if I won't look at pictures, I'll just go through like Insta stories. But now it's like every two or three, it's an ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I started noticing um, actually, one of the ads was like to follow somebody's page, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, so people are paying to get people to like follow them?" And I'm like, "What's interesting is I can't even see the people that I care to see in a right space because it's not even just prioritizing it by the people that I view all the time. It's prioritizing by people that's paying to like sell a product. In this case, just selling. I'm I'm assuming themselves like." Because they want people to view them. I don't know. It's weird, but it's like, dang, like social media is not even social media anymore. <laughs> like, it's not the social media we thought it was where you were going on to connect with like your friends and stuff. This is a whole other beast of, yo, people just paying so that you can get your eyes on them and then they move on. on. That's it. What? Yeah. They had to monetize. You know who else monetizing? Amoroso with this book. 
get out of here with Omarosa. Um, what what do you think about Omarosa? Like, are you you know on this whole like, oh yeah, Omarosa got like good stuff? I don't know. No, because she knew this when she was in there. So my thing is, if you knew he was a racist, if you knew he was a bigot, you didn't take issue with it until you was getting fired. Yeah. That's the only time you took issue with it. These are things you knew. He's been who he is. I can say that he's consistently been ignorant. So he's been consistent at that. He hasn't evolved. This is who he is. Even if he, if he evolved, it's because he got more outlandish. Right. Uh, so he didn't evolve in a good way. So you knew that's who you were um, connecting with, who you decided to work for, and you said we all had to bow down to. Right. So you're just trying to sell books. Now, yeah. I do think it's wrong that he called her a dog. I think that was too far. The low life and the dog. That was too far. For I think him, the, I thought the dog part. was wrong, not the low life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, comparing wow. a black woman to an animal, I ain't gonna be able to do it. But low life, I might agree. I don't. I, I just can't. I can't buy into it, yo. I really can't. She's like, to sell books. Yeah, she's that's not it. to be trusted. She's she really like, not. She cousin Faith. Yeah, that's it. Taking your, I don't think she's taking people, man. But she definitely is trying to do anything. Put it past her. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know what who cousin Faith is, watch Soul Food. Yeah. It's who nobody trusted. <laughs> nobody trusted. And then you'll see why nobody trusted. I just honestly, people, I feel like people are getting so excited and really into, oh, like Armorosa, she got receipts. She got the audio recording. She might have video. She got pictures. She's telling this. And it's kind of like, yo, nothing she's saying is shocking to me. Not a single thing. Yeah, she no has, black person is surprised that Donald Trump might have said the N-word. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, there are people that don't care about, they just care about winning, and they're in the White House having sex in the White House. Who's shocked? I'm just not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not, I wouldn't have thought, I'm not thinking independently, like, every day, oh, people are just in there having sex. No. But if you see the way that people are treating the office, you see the way that people are treating the people that they're supposed to be serving them doing something else that's just wrong and bad and asinine i'm personally not shocked by that at all and all of this tea quote unquote that she's coming to spill is just like yo this is this is helping you sell books no, this isn't doing anything but giving you platforms to continue to talk about and of course when people introduce you they're going to introduce the what you're working on, which currently is your book. And hit number one. Yeah. Not, Nikki of course. Nikki how to hit number one. Nah, you ignorant. That's wrong. Amorosa <laughs> 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 made it, Nikki. Now you need to act so. Well, she, she's on the right path, though, because she, hey, she's saying, you know what? If I just keep arguing with people and keep up drama, I'll make it to number one, too. Yeah. You know what was funny to me? Donald Trump on that tape saying, oh, you, what's wrong, Omarosa? And she's like, they let me go. She's like, it's like oh, oh, I didn't even know that. Know. Nobody told me. Nobody even told me. You know, me. it's a big ship. Yeah. I was like, really? This acting is not even good. It is not believable. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if all of this wasn't somehow, like, they conspired together to to do this because i honestly feel like i feel like the continued conversation about armorosa i feel like, and and obviously uh donald trump linked to her i feel like that continues that keeps like a news story and i think that's what this that's what they like like they like to have they just want to be talked about it's like no 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 press is bad press i think it's just like the fact he that my name is that. Yeah, yeah the TV. fact that my name is out there it kind of feeds this like i'm important i'm an important figure this is a reality moment type thing i that's that's all i get from this i don't get anything anything productive at all i don't get anything and that's why really for me i just can't i can't get into it i yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't waited. 
I listened to a, a piece of the audio between like the conversation between her and uh, Donald Trump and I think maybe something else like for 10 seconds. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm OK. I'm, I don't want to. One of my friends actually texted me and was like, you see all this stuff that's going on with Omarosa? And I was like, yeah, it's like, what you think? I was like, I want it to go away because <laughs> it's not. You weren't shocked in the park? <laughs> It's not producing any type of fruit that's going to be beneficial to anybody but her in this book. And we knew this book was coming. That's the thing. Like, the way that the whole White House exit happened and, you know, I'm going to tell my story, her going on. Was it Celebrity Big Brother or something like that? Mm-hmm. We knew this book was coming. So the fact that everybody seems so like, oh, my gosh, she got a book telling all. It's like... Yo, did you not know that she was gonna do this? Did you not know that a book was in a pipeline? Like, you you know what I didn't see coming? Was that? Nar, um, and this article about his activity, I didn't see that coming at all. <coughs> I'm sorry. I didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody? <laughs> you saw couldn't it even told me. And my greatest, wildest dreams. If you had told me this five years ago, I would say you lying. If you, were told if you had told me this a week ago, ago yeah. I would say you lying. I just don't. <laughs> There's so many shocked things. Shocked and appalled. You hear me? Yeah. Shocked and appalled. There's so many things that are just wrong about the whole thing. And you just can't, you know. I just, you know, some people is like, you can't imagine them being like sexual in any way. I I think he's like in that space of like, I would just not be surprised if you were just like, hey, I'm not into that at all. Like, oh, that makes sense. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to use my words here very carefully. I don't get the nerve vibe from him. Like he would, it's the preference that threw me off. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) That's all I'm going to say. That really threw me off. (laughs) That's what shocked me. I, I didn't know. But you know. I, I just didn't know. What's and, interesting is I heard somebody, I, I read, and I think they were joking, but somebody said that he leaked this story himself. It was uh, like, and they, they were no, like, I don't hashtag, think he did. They were like, hashtag, hashtag control the narrative. <laughs> you know, I don't think he did because I really don't think he has a job outside of commentating. Oh, yeah, that might be bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, it's just, it's it's one of those things that like, Again, for me, I kind of put it in the same... I put this in the same category of the the whole Omarosa thing. Like, but can I really feel bad for you, though? Like, somebody that blatantly sits on television and they give you a fact and you're you're trying to dissect and discuss a fact. And some kind of way, you always seem to bring up President Obama. Like, it's (laughs) always, well, President Obama did this and the Obama administration and Obama. And it's like, my God, today. Like, could you talk about this fact and if you don't really do that and you consistently get on television and i'm assuming you believe this stuff i don't know i can't say what you believe and don't believe but it's like you continuously do this how am i supposed to feel bad for you yo about anything that's being said about you i don't yeah i just don't and know. i realize we're saying this without giving people context and they not know paris denard paris is a commentator on cnn um and he's a trump advocate um, and he continuously goes in there week, week in and week out and advocates for um, Donald Trump and his decisions. He has no he I feel like he doesn't give he will never say Trump did something wrong. I think he may have said like twice that he went too far, but he never crit- criticizes him from what I've seen. And, that, um, and that's what we Honestly, what people want is somebody to be fair, be fair, believe what you want to believe, support who you want to support. Ain't nobody mad at you for that. But what people are mad at is when you act as if like it's okay, and it's quite possible to say, you know what? This probably wasn't the best decision, but I think that pales in comparison into the good that this person does. And here are the good things that they do. We won't ever get that type of like, 
less considerate, let's really be, you know, logical about it or let's like get to a point where it really makes sense for everybody. It's just always met with some sort of ignorant opposition that yeah yeah and if you're gonna be out here doing all that don't be out here sexually harassing women imagine urkel like going to zip down his pants and being like come get me baby it's just like what's wrong what's happening in your mind like i feel like she probably more than anything the woman was probably just offended that like, ew, no, get Shock away. And like, yeah, like, what is happening here? She like, man, put some respect, R-E-S-P-I-C-T on my name. No, poor. Oh. <laughs> you he know, I well. have to spell it wrong. I have to slow down to you spell it wrong. You have to spell it right? Because if you're really just thinking about the, the, the song. It, you can't. You can't. You you just can't. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I feel like I that's don't like know how everybody's first word in like our generation because of that song. Al said it with so much confidence in honoring his uh, friend Aretha. Um, I'm sad to hear that Aretha Franklin passed, and it's crazy that she didn't have a will. Yeah, tr- I did see that. I'm not surprised though. I'm definitely not surprised. She apparently. She apparently always uh, got paid in cash too. Like oh, she's from that, yeah, she's from that older generation that don't like trust the banks. Um, they probably she she probably has or had a family member that was maybe mistreated by the banks for being like a black person. So she probably really didn't put a lot of trust in them um, or put in trust in anybody else, like handling her money. But her, if she, even if she trusted the bank she probably didn't like trust somebody else so i'm i'm definitely i'm not really sh- surprised by that i'm um yeah i did she did she's yeah. from a completely different generation and well, i don't I even think about know it. where to cash at hey because if she ain't put in the bank of, it's somewhere in the house yeah it's probably gonna be in the t in the back of a tv just back <laughs> to soul food right no yeah. but the, the, the queen is gone i was i was actually really sad to hear about her passing um I think it's one of those things. Probably for the past few years, I've been like, I know it's 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 inevitable because it's like, oh man, she's really old. Like, I know it's gonna happen. And then when all those like health scares are coming, people saying she had a health issue and then she didn't, and she was like, no, I didn't, but she was at the hospital for like three weeks. So it's like, oh, maybe she does. Um, but I don't know. Overall, it's sad because I, <clears throat> as we lose these musical greats, and then people start saying like, you know. Our generations insert whoever, and then you throw in like uh, Adele or Sam Smith. And I love Adele, but it's kind of like, yeah, no, she's not. Let's let it go. <laughs> Let's just let that go. But shout yeah, out to the Queen of Soul, one Aretha. Aretha Franklin. There's only one. There will never be another one. There's only one. Yeah, so. Y'all, let us know what y'all think about uh, our mimosas and OJ, and we'll be back with our main dish. All right, we're back with our main dish. Today's main dish is something that me and Randall talk about um, offline a lot. It's credibility. That credibility factor is so, so key. And I know Randall talks about a lot. and He's mentioned it on the show. When we're talking about like politics and celebrities, making celebrities thought leaders on everything. Yes. And it's like, why? Why is their opinion valid? What makes them credible? And it, it seems like, honestly, in our day, the only thing that you need to be credible is a lot of followers on social media. That is seems like how the world measures credibility, not with your credentials, not with if you have an expertise in the field. Um, what makes you credible on justice topics, on uh, what's going on in the culture, on changes that need to happen in the world. You just have to have a lot of social media followers. That's the it. only thing that people, I think, still hold true that you actually have to know stuff is like science. 
like medicine specifically. Like, you know, you don't want your doctor to be popular. You want your doctor to have credentials. I don't Um, know. (laughs) I've seen some Instagram pages that's been real sketchy. (laughs) Oh, well, you remember Dr. Love? The little boy who was help giving people? Yeah. Which is true. Or people going to holistic healers now. Right. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. So, I mean... In your experience, what's your your thoughts about like you've talked about it before, but how people measure credibility? So I feel like we don't do really a good job with credibility today. Um, I don't know if it's kind of that. I feel like it's like that double edged sword of the DIY age, right? So we're in a day and age, and it, there's a degree of it. And I, I want to start by recognizing that. Yes, you don't need a degree for everything, right? You don't have to have... There are certain things that you can do it yourself. There are certain things that you can learn yourself. For me, actually, one of the most kind of, I guess, freeing concepts uh, that I got was that, like, yo, I literally can do this on my own. I remember um, being, like, a kid and really got tired of trying to, like, get money up to get a haircut. And so I learned to cut my hair on my own, right? And then that led me to kind of like cut hair from other people. So I like make some pocket change in like high school and college and like, oh, you know, that's cool. Like I don't have a, you know, degree in this, like extensive like research in this or whatever it is that I need to get to get like a a barber's license. But I can kind of do it by just like trial and error on myself and then learning to do it on other people. That's cool. We don't want to knock that. But. I think even in that, I built my credibility right off of doing myself, going out and kind of being a walking billboard for myself. Like, yo, you cut hair. Let me see your hair. Let me expect it. Oh, Rand cut your hair. Let me see that. Let me expect that. Randall cut this. Oh, let me let me, you know, let me go out and figure out what's going on. And kind of, I built like some rep, a reputation for myself. I feel like nowadays people are getting on for things that are like they're and they're being considered knowledgeable in an area. And it's like, that's not even your lane of your expertise. One of the most universal and the biggest things we've seen lately is like Kanye West. I feel like he's kind of like the perfect Guinea pig for this. I hear so many people talk about how much of a genius he is. And so when he says something that is very, very basic and very, very simple about life, people think it's like so profound they're like oh my gosh he's ahead of you know the game um one of the things that he was when he talked about his interview with like Charlemagne, he talked about you know him being on this wave of everybody loving each other and and and, you know it not being a race thing it being just like you love your brother and your neighbor we're all one and cut from the same cloth his wife went on this Twitter rampage. Everybody's talking about how profound it was, the stuff that he was saying. And I was like, yo, do you realize people have been saying this since the beginning of time? Like he <laughs> hasn't said anything that was like revolutionary. Like the genius title that we give him, we forget like the first part of that, which is musical genius. Like we can do that. But that doesn't mean that this person has like you know, philosophical experience that we need to be considering to understand why we tick the way that we do and why life is the way that it is. Like, that's not it, yo. Like, that doesn't give him that space. And I feel like in today's time, all you really need is just a good Instagram page page with a couple hundred thousand followers and like you are the no the go-to person and you're going to be leading the next conference in insert topic that you really don't know anything about like yeah it's (laughs) no good it's no good at all that's how you get his wife sitting with donald trump talk about criminal justice absolutely which we can recognize the good that comes out of that but then also say like Yo, what is she? There's so many people that are out here doing things like literally it's just like that fame that got her in the door or got the story. And not even so much as just got her in the door with the president. That's honestly, that's what got people talking about the story is the fact that she has a big following. And 
it becomes problematic because we kind of give people the stamp of approval for things that they don't know enough about. And in doing mm-hmm. that, the danger in doing that is like you set yourself up to or you set other people up to be, you know, misguided, to be taken advantage of, to potentially hurt themselves or hurt somebody else because it's like, oh, well, this person that have all these followings, they must know they must know what they're talking about. And it's like, yo, they don't. Yeah, they might be good at social media. You can ask them how to get a, your social media following up, but they're not good in every area. And I think that's like one of the issues. It's like just because you're credible in one area or field doesn't mean you're credible in every area right and i think about this like (laughs) even something as simple as like my family when i remember my cousin she was in undergrad she's in a she's older but she's going back to school and she would call me sometimes for me to help her with her homework and i mean i think her degree is in like health administration and she was like i'm she was like cousin i'm calling you because i know you can help me you in school to get your master's and i'm like yeah, but it's in divinity, though. Right. Like, <laughs> I can't help you with that. Whole other thing. Health administration works. But the aspect of the, in her mind, it's like, she's getting her master's degree, so she can help me with my homework. And it's like, but I'm not an expert in that field. I'm in seminary. Like, that's a different, like, those are two different things. And I think people just have that instinctively. Like, if you... If you can help, if you are, if you are expert here, you should be equally expert in these other areas. And that's not really realistic. You look at people who went to law school or medical school, they even have things that they're experts in. And the other things, they're like, I'm personal injury. I'm like, can you help me with trademark? Uh, No, I could get you a lawyer that specializes in that, but I don't really do. Because even in law, law is so vast that people have to cut out and say, I'm just going to do this. Right. I can't do everything. In medicine, you go to specialists. They refer you to specialists because I don't need a, a brain surgeon working on my heart. You know what I'm saying? So it's like understanding that. Right, right. I think the other thing that it's, it's kind of to that point is that it's so much information that's out there. Um, And like while we're capable of, you know, grasping the information or understanding the concepts, you really do need to kind of spend time with that information. Um, And you can only really do that when you specialize. Right. You can only really kind of master that information to a new level when you start to like specialize in a certain thing, Um, even in like uh, if it's just like a general area. Right. If you think about like, hey, like a, a a general like family physician, like they might have they have a complete understanding of the body, but they're kind of like more on like a whole lifestyle type thing as opposed to just focusing on like the heart, if you will. You know, like I think that is imp- we have to recognize that that part is important for you to have somebody that specializes stuff because information is always changing. And in order for this person to maintain a level of credibility they need to be able to like put on some blockers and block out the other things and really focus on this one area because that's how they're going to get enough knowledge in it and maintain and be able to stay current with that knowledge to maintain credibility um i think from my experience and and just kind of in the professional world one of the things that really frustrates me um is that people kind of base their their credibility off of like Oh, well, historically, I've been credible in this area and it's not to take it away. Like there's value in knowing stuff and having a lot of experience in a certain area. Obviously, you can kind of talk to a lot of stuff. You can give a lot of examples. You probably have seen any and everything under the sun. But I think that I've just my life in my professional life thus far really has kind of like created this bone for me because it's like hey you've based your credibility off the fact that you've been doing something you know for longer than many people's lives at this point um that work in this organization or the even like at the same level that you are but your credibility is diminished because you haven't done the work to stay current 
Like you mm-hmm. haven't, you know, gone out and and there's new information that's out there. There are techno- technological advances. There are, you know, changes to regulations and policies and all this other stuff. You haven't done the work to get that information. So you're only credible to the people that are just as old as you are. You're not credible mm-hmm. to a new person because you're not doing the work to apply that to today and to now. And I think that as we talk about, you know, just the inability of people to understand people just kind of following anybody and understanding what credibility is. Somebody is not just credible because they have so much experience in it. They also need to maintain a level of credibility by actively using that out in like the space of the people, you know, like you, you can have somebody that has all of the like, Oh, you know, I've gone in and we've been using like medicine. So like, say you have somebody that's like, Hey, you know, I've trained in the classroom and in simulations to be a doctor for 20 years. And it's like, but did you, have you actually seen a person? Like, do you know the changes and, and, and moods and bodies and shapes and sizes and all this stuff that happens to humans? Oh, you're not considering that? You might not be the most credible person because your credibility is essentially outdated. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't have what you once had and it's not as valuable as as it once was because you literally are just talking about some old school stuff that doesn't really apply today. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's hard to adjust once you have so much knowledge. True. That is like, very true. Because you're like, oh, they're not going to teach me nothing that I don't already know. Absolutely. But not realizing that technology sometimes just makes what you know more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're doing this a long hand. It's just like people, I'm sure they were like that when calculators first came out. And, you know, it's probably still people who just wanted to do it by hand because they didn't trust calculators. Right. And that's funny because those probably was the same people that were that when calculators first came out is the people we're dealing with as seniors. They were probably pushing back on their seniors saying, why don't you use the calculator? Right. And now <laughs> and now we're like, you know, it's just a formula in Excel that can do that for you. Right. It you really, that's it. It's a number. It can do it in like three seconds, which you're taking like 30 days to do. This thing can do like in three seconds but what's interesting is i actually got checked in a in like a i was in like a training and uh there was a girl she said the kids today in high school they're learning to code and so when they actually get in the professional in the in the workforce there's probably going to be like an open platform where you can just develop you can just write a code to do what we're used to doing in excel it's probably going to make excel obsolete now, I kind of combat that mentally and be like, ah, but I don't know how secure that's going to be. You know, this is like proprietary information. While they probably <laughs> could do it, I don't think they're going to be able to really use it because it needs to be protected data. But that's my, you know, that's me being like facetious and arguing back anyway. But she was like, when we get, you know, in our our, our seasoned professional stage, they're some the younger people are probably going to come in and be able to code or develop something that we're not used to doing. And so, you know, go easy on people that may not that may have lost their credibility due to age. And I definitely think that that's a good point. But I also think that it goes back to us. If we want to maintain credibility in a, a certain area, even our area of expertise, we got to constantly do the work. Right. So we got to know and be aware of what's going on out there in the world. I think if we talk, if we think about in terms of like most organizations, but one of the things we both and I identify with is like from the stamp, the space of like church. Right. Mm hmm. There are certain things that work for like our parents' generation um, and our grandparents' generation in terms of like attracting the young people and getting young people in. I feel like a lot of that was this sense of like, you ain't have nothing else to do, right? Like there was, <laughs> where, where else were you going to go to like do stuff? You It had to be your church who's doing it. Well, now we can't use that same philosophy because 
nobody will ever go to church, right? Like you got options. You got all kinds of options. You got virtual options. You got physical options. There's so much that you know can happen, and the options that you have. I don't know that just limiting people is going to be beneficial. Um, and so the church then has to figure out what's going on and has to make itself, you know, attractive, if you will, or not, maybe not attractive is the right word, but maintain relevance to meet people where they are. Otherwise it's not going to happen. As I, as I was talking, I just thought about like trap gospel music. Um, <laughs> somebody posted an Insta story and it was like, I guess it's a song with Erica Campbell and her husband that they have I don't know if it's a new song or old song but it's like her walking and it's like a trap gospel song and he's like doing the background ad libs and they they did like a poll and they were like do you like trap gospel and I was like no and then the next thing was like um do you it was like oh if you love it how much do you love it if you hate it how much do you hate it and I like slid it all the way to the end like I absolutely hate it please stop it like this does not make any sense. But I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? You are wrong with me. <laughs> That's it. Like, <laughs> this, song, <clears throat> this song is wrong with me. That is what is wrong. Like, stop it. But for some people, I get it works for them. Like, that's the thing. And I, I again, in order for me to be, I remember back in our day when Kurt Franklin came out with Stump, and I thought the song was good. We were and trying to put people together. Thought it was yeah, good. they were like, "No, you're not putting that on." Yada yada yada. And so I get it, but I'm like, and then today these are the same people that's probably going out to like support Erica Campbell because they like, oh, that's the new hip stuff that the kids and it's like, no, like. Support quality, not trash. <laughs> You're missing the point. Oh, man. Point. Oh, oh I, that was wrong. I'm Erica sorry. Campbell. Erica Campbell's not trash. I like her as a person. <laughs> I just want her to, like, not do this trap gospel thing. It's just, it I just doesn't work for me. What would be like the Beyonce of gospel? I don't know. Somebody else has told me that. Did she, has she ever said that? Because I, I think I hear people say that a lot. articulate that in a, um, like a roundabout way. And I think she has. Yeah, I think she kind of tries to embody that, but hey, you know, whatever works. Whatever sells I, records. I guess, I I guess she's she's that. maintaining credibility, though, because she's staying current with what's happening. And But it's current credible? <laughs> it's just being current credible? I don't, I don't know. I feel it's like not. That's, that's a good point. It's not. I just like that is current. It's just not good though but I I do know that artists try to figure out ways to make profit and sometimes that causes them to go in areas that they're not experts in because you know if you can't sell out a concert get a speaking engagement true because people want to hear you talk that's true I will say that I think because I feel like we've been critical in terms of like the new age uh, definition of what being credible is. I, I will say to people that are credible, though, I think it's important. And you made this point earlier. I think it's important for you to be able to relay that credibility to people. Um, yeah. We talked be about be able to communicate. Yeah. Communicate because it makes no sense for you to be credible if nobody can hear and or understand your credibility, you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. have years and years of experience being in like the classroom or the research center or the lab with the book, um, trying to, you know, figuring out the theoretical process and the philosophical process and just kind of coming up with all of that information and that data and being able to work it. But if you actually can't communicate that to people in a way that they can grasp and that's productive. I don't really know if it means anything. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why people run to people that are not necessarily credible because they're, even though they're not credible, they're good communicators. And right. then people, it's hard to find somebody that's credible and also a good communicator. Because right. I think about like professors and teachers I've had over the years and how many of those, especially college professors were actually good communicators. 
Yeah, that's true. Like a lot of stuff you had to learn on your own. You had to like, learn. Yeah. And even when you went to them for help, you still was looking lost. They're like, a facilitator more than like somebody that <laughs> was actually disseminating information. You just yeah. facilitated it. Yeah, it's like, man, you got a PhD, but I didn't learn nothing from you. Like, so <laughs> the lack of ability to communicate, I think, and not just gather information and process it in a written way. Because many times people with uh, credibility, especially on the educational level, they're often good writers. Well, sometimes, because some of these books be dense and they take everything in you to read them. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just not that they can't communicate in writing or um, or verbally. Um, I guess, which is another conversation. Are you credible if you can't communicate? I think I think you can be. I think you just have to link up with the right person that can communicate what you yeah. your your area. Um, it's like we need to get the people that are like are people credible. Yeah, and then they shout their ideas through them. Right. You gotta, we, you gotta bridge the gaps. I think it goes back to like knowing what your strengths are. Um, I think that you can, you can have, you know, all the credibility. And and what I what I do want to say too is like, for me, credibility comes with like time spent with a t- with a topic, like not just thinking about it, but researching reading seeing what other arguments are seeing what other perspectives are it, depending on what your field is so if it's like a philosophical place where it's like an idea then you're really working that idea through multiple avenues and talking to multiple people and getting multiple uh, perspectives if it's like you're in a creative a create of like physical creative space and you're like you know crafting a, a car or something like that like you've actually spent a lot of time figuring out doing testing figuring out hey what's gonna work and what's not gonna work speed wise weight wise uh color all of those things like that to me makes a person credible in something because you've actually done background work in many cases background work that wasn't giving you some sort of like benefit now that i can say hey you did this for the the immediate benefit and you maybe forewent all of the the other risks, but no, you're somebody that actually sat down and worked through this idea and this problem. And you can give me some examples of experiences. It's like, yo, you might in my book, you're credible. You have some bit of credibility um, as opposed to just being somebody that's like, you know, I've been working on this thing for forever. And the extent of your work is like having conversations with your friends. I feel like if it comes to that, then you and I are credible about everything because we are, you know, inquisitive people. We're people that critically think about things. We can have conversations about Nicki Minaj and we can have conversations about what it means to be credible. We can also have conversations about, you know, faith and our own selves. Like there's so many different things, conversations that we can have. If just simply talking about it and having a history of talking about it define credibility, then we'd probably be experts on everything in life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, it's good that if you know you're not credible in a certain area that you don't pretend to be. Right. Know yourself. It's, yeah. Know it's your credibility. Like, and just because you got some traction talking about something that doesn't make you credible on a topic. Yeah. Um, I remember this, there was this book, um, called I kiss dating goodbye. Uh, huh. you remember, have you ever heard of that book? No, I never heard of it. It was by this uh, guy, um, a white guy who was a young Christian and he wrote this book on dating and he didn't have really that much experience in relationships oh. and it was a best-selling book. People use it. Churches used it. And then, like, now he was like, that book was trash. Like, now that I've lived life, that was horrible advice. Um, (laughs) And so it's just like people deemed him an expert because he wrote a book. And because his book got traction, that made him the go-to. But after he lived a little while, he realized the book was very damaging and not helpful at all. So it's kind of like, said that to say... It's like if you're not an expert, like before somebody asks you to write something or before somebody asks you 
to sit on the panel before a person asks you to give them advice, like analyze yourself and say, you know, am I really, do I really have the gear to be helpful here? this for me to, you know, give you that. And if you get the opportunity and you, you decide, let's say you do that analysis and you realize that I'm not the most credible person for this. A, start doing your research. B, you don't necessarily have to turn it down, but get insight from other people that are there that are maybe are credible, right? Like and I think preface it by saying I'm not I'm I I'm not the most qualified for this, but I can speak to it. Exactly. Right? And I'm and, and, and or hey, I'm speaking to this from this place of maybe experience. Or I'm speaking to this from this place of, you know, I know someone else that is experienced. I feel like all of those are acceptable ways of telling somebody like, hey, I need the money, so I'm not going to forego the check. But what I also don't want to do is misuse this opportunity and this platform in a way that might like not prove to be productive to other people. You know, I think that level of like just kind of honesty about, what you know, what you got experience in, it's just kind of what you don't like, and it's okay. We 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 know that the the statement about opinions, like we all have them. I think it's just because there's so much kind of independent stuff going on now, and you know we allow, the, like I said, the, the the day of the DIY. It's a good thing, but I feel like we kind of got to be careful with wh- how we use it um, because we then set ourselves up for failure and in turn set other people up for failure. And we're just kind of like going backwards. You're giving people that would want to discredit your community the chance to do so when you're acting in a way that's like ultimately not right. You know, I feel you. I feel you. And especially on social media for the newly couple trying to tell people how to be a couple. Oh, God. Came couple six months ago. Or the single people that are experts in relationships. That's always a good one. You got all of the all of the advice in the world about like, oh, here is what you need to do to be, you know, in a relationship. Or honestly, even the people that like are quote unquote mentors or like they help people. I don't know, revolutionize their life, but then their life is in shambles. It's kind of like, what qualified you? Maybe it's like long-term failure. You know, you learn a, learn a lot, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. I've <laughs> seen a lot of people who have newborns giving parenting advice. That's wow. always interesting to me. Yeah, I've never seen that. I probably would laugh at it, though. <laughs> like, it's 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 out there i guess because i guess you could say well that people are not parenting in this era with all this technology so i guess that is a point because nobody's going to be able to give you advice on that in a sense real time i mean i guess but i don't know there are certain things that i feel like you should just be a little more you should be a little more like introspective and think about what true value you're providing or are you really just receiving the value cuz i feel like you really can can set people up and yeah i don't want you to set people up that's all fam yeah we don't want you to set people up y'all tell us what y'all think how do y'all find what is y'all measure of credibility hashtag chat bc on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear from you and we'll be right back with our toast or roast All right, guys, and we are back, and it is time for. Uh, um, I was kind of loud. Hold on. All right, guys, and we are back, and it is time for the toast or roast portion of our show. I'm gonna kick it off this week with a roast, and I'm gonna make it really quick because it's just I don't want to go in too deep because then I might start calling specific names, and you know I got a whole career, but I want to roast this week, um, people in the corporate world that seem to not understand that all millennials aren't like five-year-old kids that just want to play games, you know? (laughs) Um, 
it's it's a very it's definitely a challenge it's a challenge to have to work alongside of people that are like have been in a certain role or been in this career path longer than you've been alive um they have they show you pictures of their first day um (laughs) 30 some odd years ago and they're telling you about how things were then and, you know, you try to give them some like, hey, based on my experience, I've done X, Y and Z. And they keep telling you like, oh, you need to be here a little longer. You know, once you get a little further in your career, you'll see what I'm saying. And I'm never denying any of that stuff. But it's kind of like, hey, if you're blatantly wrong and I'm telling you why you're why you're wrong and I'm not using this as my opinion, but I'm using like factual stuff. It's OK to accept it. It's really OK to you don't have to combat like what's right. You know, it's OK to just have a millennial. somebody's younger than you tell you something and it's just good knowledge. And you take the knowledge, you say thank you and you move on. Um, as opposed to just being like, oh, you don't know, you're young. Like, I really hate that. It really, really boils my blood Um, to not. It seems like I'm not valued. My opinion is not valued because you just have worked longer than I have. Like, and I'm not saying everything you say is wrong. It's just kind of like, can you listen to me too? Like, I'm here for a reason. So I'm roasting all the people. If you are a person that listens to the show and you work with younger people, honestly, even as a millennial, I say this to myself. I know there's going to come a time where I'm going to kind of, you know, be used to things going a certain way. But like, always try to remain open to new ideas. Like, be flexible in that way. Hear what people got to say and, you know, let's move on. Yes. Don't let them despise your youth. Yeah, because it's like, we're young. We're good, too. It's okay. Hopefully, they'll get it. But it's just the the older uh, people kind of don't want to let go of power sometimes. So that's one of the things. Yeah. So I want to do a roast. I want to roast Al Sharpton. We mentioned it in the... um, mimosas and orange juice but he I want to roast him because he was so confident why he was misspelling respect he was oh so confident it's from a song and I I just I was like what's happening because we sing it all the time and it it is work to spell it wrong with the song yeah and he replaced that E with the I and I just Al, what is happening? I was like, maybe it's the weight. I don't know. The weight loss. Um, <laughs> you feel like he like lost his spelling ability too? I don't know. But he's been doing some strange things lately with these selfies. and It's just yeah. a lot of questionable things. I'm like, maybe all this is connected. I don't know. And I feel like, unless somebody spelled it wrong on a teleprompter, but instinctively, I feel like he should have just known. Maybe like, he was nervous. That's what I get. show he do every week. Oh. <laughs> this is MSNBC show. This is his own show. He do this. I tried to give you out, bro. This is good. I tried to give him out. Yeah, it's not. It's, it didn't work. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm just roasting him because that's his friend. And he should have known. Like R-E-S- P-I-C-T. P-I-C-T. It doesn't even sound right. It it's, doesn't. It doesn't. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. How was happening? Yeah. Were you hanging with Snoop before this or something? I don't know. We got to get it, you know. You know, Snoop be getting these people high. So I was like, "Is what? what's happening? What is the problem? Just a little respect. But That's all we want. Just. Put some respect on Aretha's name. Right. She just passed, and you misspelling her name. That's not right. And you knew her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we want to leave y'all with today's good vibe. Today's good vibe goes along with our main dish. It says credibility comes from results. Everything else is just marketing, and that's by Richie Norton. And that is. Huh. Richie that's Norton true. was on one. Richie Norton yeah. was on one. You don't know who Richie is. We don't. Um, we don't have to start researching these people before we quote them. Yeah, because I hope. Wait, I wonder if it's. We probably have quoted like a really bad person, but we don't. We're not promoting the people. We're promoting. Yeah, this we're just one promoting quote. what they said. And even we're also the, not in the cricket clock. I mean, what right. is it? 
look, I'm tired because that's not even how it goes. We're not even, even the, talking about the credit credibility too. We don't know what their 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 story is. We don't know like con- contextually, this could be like for something completely different. But as as a standalone quote, this was a really really good vibe. Yeah, hundred percent. It was. For it. Yeah, get those results for your credible. Get some receipts. Yes. Before you um, deem somebody credible. Yes. So, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. We always enjoy being with y'all every, every week. Um, when we miss a week, it hurts us. Uh, we miss you guys. Really so, does. thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for um, putting up with us uh, through the years. We appreciate it. Listening to our jokes and our perspectives. It's really encouraging to hear from you. You can catch all of our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com. You can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. You can follow us on um, Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash brunchculture on Instagram at brunch underscore culture on Twitter at brunch culture. Did I get that right? Or yep, it that's it. Yeah. Okay. And remember here at brunch culture, everything is up for discussion.